0: I want to share 10, 10 laws of prosperity. I'm just kind of waiting for a response. One here, the rest want to be in poverty, I guess. that's what you want to. Who wants to hear about the 10 laws of prosperity? All right. OK. First, number one: you must believe that it is God's will for you to prosper. And that you are in His will, you must. You must believe that. You must understand that it is the Lord's will for you to prosper. It is His will for you. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. Dearly beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Third John two. So, it is the Lord's will for you to prosper. And now, what we must understand also is prosperity is not simply having lots of money because then some people get get turned off because you know obviously they see people with lots of money who are living like the devil i'm not talking about that i'm talking about having a life that is complete spirit soul and body where your life you're at peace your body's in health your mind is sound amen and then there's more than enough provision in your life and that you're able to do what, all the things that God's called you to do. And that is a, the, the most important thing that we must understand. It. But it is the Lord's will. Now, in the Hebrew language, it's the word shalom, which I know is translated as peace, but it's more than peace. It's wholeness. It's completeness. You know, It is having a life that is complete and whole so that God can begin to really, really bless you and God can really, really begin to, to use you to be a blessing. Amen. The second law of prosperity is to make God your partner in life. You know, you got to make God your partner. There's got to be a partnership. There's got to be that koinonia, partnership, sharing, that communication, that communion, that connection. That he abides in you and you abide in him and his words abide in you. And that's what Jesus said, if my words abide in you and I abide in you and you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. And you will have a fruitful life and when you bear much fruit you bring glory to the Father amen God wants you to be fruitful God wants you to increase be fruitful multiply increase replenish the earth amen that is his will that is his that is what he wants for your life that he wants you to be fruitful amen and that was the very first commandment to man be fruitful multiply amen replenish the earth subdue it and have dominion over it so this is this is a key To make God your partner in life that means you work with him he works with you you obey his word you trust him you make him the senior partner in your life in every single area amen you know sometimes people know people are able to trust God in one area but they have a hard time trusting God in another area You know, sometimes people have built their faith up in the area of healing because they really needed to press press into God and and really get a breakthrough in that area. And they, they kind of, they immerse themselves in that word and just really confess it, pray, whatever. And then they seek God and then they get healing manifesting in their lives. But then there's other areas of your life where you have to build your faith. You have to build your faith in the area of finances. You have to build your faith in the area of family. You have to build your faith in every area because the area that you're weak in is where the enemy is going to try to attack you. So you make sure that you don't leave any open doors you know don't give any place to the enemy that means you got to cover every area of your life you gotta you gotta be you know you gotta that's why you got to come to the river school of ministry you know because you got to really build yourself up in the word and it takes time it takes effort and and you've got to really put in that time you got to really put in the time in the word and sitting under the word and sowing the word into your life because it's when you sow the word into your life that's when you're going to bear it's going to bear much fruit amen and up to 30 60 and 100 fold so that's how growth comes that's how prosperity comes that's how your soul prospers your mind your will your emotions you're at peace you're full of joy you're full of faith you're not worried you're not you know anxious and you're not you know and then you're able to actually hear from God and you're able to have his plan and purpose and you're able to uh, have the heavenly vision and then you're able to put these things into actual practice in your life and then you walk it out as you hear from the Lord Make God the financial partner of your life. Make Him the leadership partner of your life. Let Him lead you and guide you. Amen. Turn everything over to Him. And then take your hands off. Isn't that amazing? We just kind of came already. Um, God will make you a success. You know, because that's... Joshua was very, very worried. Very, you know, perplexed. Because he has to follow this great leader called Moses. And then God comes to him and says, Moses, my servant, is dead. It's over. It's now your turn. It's time for you to rise up. You know, be of good courage. Fear not. You know, and then what was the instruction to him in Joshua 1.8? Take my word, this book of the law, which he only had five. We have 66. (laughs) He only had five books of the law. He had the five books of Moses. That's all he had was the revelation Moses had. We have so much more we have revelation of 43 other people there are 44 authors of the bible he only had moses's revelation we have so much more and then we have the revelation of the new covenant on top of all of that a higher covenant based on better promises he only had five books and god said to him take this book of the law meditate on it day and night amen keep your mind focused on it observe to do everything that is written in it amen and then and then you will find good success You'll prosper in the thing I've called you to do. So it's very, very simple. you know, you got to immerse yourself in the word. you got to meditate on the word. And God wants you to succeed. And you will succeed. God will not fail you. And the word of God will not fail you if you just trust in it and, and partner with God in every area of your life. I also say to business people all the time, make God your business partner. People out there, i got to find a business partner. Well, make God your business partner. Partner with God. Make sure that your company, your business is partnering with the gospel. Amen. Make sure that your business has a kingdom purpose attached to it. I ask business people all the time, why are you in business? They, well, to make money. Wrong answer. If you're in business to make money, you've got an earthly purpose attached to it. And that's not the purpose of your business. Your business should be there to fund the kingdom. Your business should be there to fund the end time harvest. Your business should be there to 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 strengthen God's work. Amen. You gotta attach an eternal purpose to your business. Otherwise, you're only laying out for yourselves treasures on earth and it's gonna be gone. You know, but you gotta lay out for yourselves treasures in heaven. There's gotta be an eternal purpose, eternal vision. Vision much greater than yourself, much further beyond just your 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 needs being met. It's got to be about meeting the needs of the world touching a lost and a dying world and touching the suffering and being a blessing and when you step into that higher purpose boom everything starts to come up to a higher level so you got to have a kingdom business mindset your business has to be become a kingdom business not an earthly business business for the purposes of the kingdom of god you got to see yourself As having a calling. I mean, some are called apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. But others are called in the realm of business. And there's an anointing for that. There's a special grace. There's a special anointing. And there's a special calling for that. We must understand and honor that. We cannot just see it as something natural we do. I'm just working a job, but I'm just doing this to pay bills. No, no, no. You have a kingdom purpose. And God has placed an eternal purpose in your heart. And then you've got to be focused on On eternity and then you got to attach an eternal purpose amen you got to attach an eternal purpose to your life and when you do that of course your life is so much greater than just the natural because the natural will come, come and go but the eternal obviously is permanent amen so just understand that God does not want his children to fail I mean think about it earthly fathers earthly mothers how many of you would want your children to be failures in life of course not. We always we want them all to prosper, to be successful, to be to 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 even do better than ourselves. You know, that's why my parents came from the nation of Turkey. I was 12 years old. As an immigrant, they came and they always kept saying to me and my sister, we just want a better life for you. We want you to go further than we have ever gone, you know. And they weren't even saved when they came, you know, because we we're a Muslim family. We weren't even saved. We didn't even know the Lord, but you know just deep down in their hearts i guess my my dad was thinking that he wants me to have a double portion anointing you know the next generation to have a double portion double portion anointing so um amen so we all want, we all, we want that for our kids how much more our heavenly father wants that for us so you got to understand that this is his will that he's for you he loves you and he wants you to break through he wants you to go to the next level he wants you to prosper he wants you to succeed amen Then of course now we got to define success because the world defines success differently god defines success totally differently what is success in the simplest definition is success is doing what god's called you to do accomplishing the task that he has assigned for your life your calling your giftings walking in the fullness of those and then you will stand before the lord and you will hear well done good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of the lord amen So then we come to the third law, law of prosperity, to get into the life work that God has called you to be in, amen, that you are best suited for, that you are gifted for, because he called you while you were in your mother's womb. He called you by name. He knows you, and he has gifted you. There are gifts and callings of God in you, and they are, the good news, they are without repentance. Even if you have failed, God has not changed his mind about you he still wants the same thing for you. He doesn't repent. He's not regretting that he's called you and anointed you. Even when you have failed him, he will not fail you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Even though you may be able to look back on your life, maybe just the last year, maybe the last 10 years, a big mess. Guess what? Good news. He loves you. He is for you, not against you. And He's going to restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten. He's going to restore unto you the years that the enemy has stolen from you. And He's going to, guess what? He's going to supernaturally accelerate you. Amen. So that which would have taken 10 years, now is going to be done in one year. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the beauty of grace. That's the beauty of the supernatural life that God has for you. Amen. So, come on. Just understand that God has called you. Come on, lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. You have called me. You have gifted me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So discover what God has for you. And just don't compare yourself with others. That's the worst thing you can do is when you begin to compare yourself with others, you're going to become insecure or you're going to become very prideful because you're going to find people that have, you may feel that have gone further than you. Now you're going to feel like, oh, I'm a loser. Okay, so you're going to feel all condemned. Or you're going to find other people that have failed worse than you. You're going to like, well, I didn't do as that bad, you know. <laughs> and then you're going to get lifted up in pride. Don't do that. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Make sure that you live your life in a way that you have nothing to prove to anybody and nothing to hide. The problem is everybody's trying to always prove themselves to other people. They're buying things. Amen. They're buying things to make other people happy who they don't even like. And they're doing things to make other people happy who are not even going to be there next year. So just make sure that you do everything on the Lord because He's with you for all of eternity. Yeah. Please Him. That's the key. So discover your calling. Find your calling. And if you say, well, I don't know, come to the River School of Ministry. We'll help you with that. Amen. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Amen, because you've got you to set aside a time in your life where you immerse yourself in the word and studying the word and, and becoming a student of the word, and right studying to, you know, uh, to be approved unto God, a, a good worker, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you've got to put that work in. Unfortunately, a lot of people never put the work in, and maybe they just settle for, you know, um, one sermon a week, you, know, or every other week. And then sometimes it's about 20 minutes in some places, sadly. So, I mean, at least you, he, here we give you the word. But you still need more than that. You still need a lot more than that. you got to put in the work. you got to get under the word. you got to study the word. Amen. The fourth law of prosperity, fourth law of prosperity is to have faith in God. To have faith in God. Go with me to First John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. First John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. And when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. So the enemy will want you to think that it's hard serving the Lord. I know of people running away from the call of God. It's hard. No. The the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. When you're running from the call of God, that's when life is going to be hard. You're going to be on a boat to Tarshish, and you're going to get shipwrecked when you should have been going to Nineveh. And you're going to end up in the belly of the fish. Anybody here ever ended up in the belly of the fish? Three days, three years, three decades, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> his commandments are not burdensome. Don't let the enemy think, you know, get you to think that you know, it's hard to serve the Lord. No. It's a, it's a joy to serve the Lord. When you're walking in your calling, that's when you're going to find the fulfillment. That's when you're going to find the fullness of joy in his presence. And, and guess what? The anointing is always confirmation. See, when you are doing what God's called you to do, the anointing is going to come upon you. Because the anointing is always confirmation amen Amen. when you feel the anointing that should be a confirmation to you amen that should be a confirmation the Lord is pleased that's the Lord's approval that's the Lord's affirmation because the Holy Spirit manifests himself the anointing is when the Holy Spirit's manifesting his presence the Holy Spirit is omnipresent that means he's everywhere all the time but he's not always manifest present he's not manifesting himself he only manifests himself when something is in line with the will of god and the word of god amen hallelujah because the holy spirit always confirms the word of god he's not going to confirm man's opinions he's not going to confirm religious doctrine he's not going to confirm traditions now unfortunately some people cannot tell the difference between the holy spirit and a religious spirit religious spirit and there are religious spirits running amok in the church world because because they're just religious doctrines, religious traditions, and then people think it's, it's just a religious spirit. but I can tell you, you know how the difference you know, you'll know the difference between a religious spirit and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always comes with joy and peace and fire, and religious spirit comes with this depression and this burdensome and control, and everybody's always crying and crying and thinking it's being holy. No, that's a religious spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's always a freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty amen so there's going to be a freedom there's going to be a liberty there's not going to be a control religious spirit always comes to control control people control the holy spirit control everything so that's how you tell the difference between a religious spirit and a holy spirit when there's freedom amen then there's the holy spirit when there's control it's a religious spirit amen so and look at number four uh, verse four sorry we're still in the fourth law, but verse 4 in 1 John 5 4 for whatever or whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So to be an overcomer, to walk in victory, to succeed, you're gonna need faith. You're gonna need faith to break through. I mean, come on, it's not always gonna be easy. There are gonna be challenges. Many are the afflictions of, of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So, yeah, they're going to be roadblocks. They're going to be resistance. The enemy is going to come. He's going to use people, sometimes people that are very, even very close to you, you know, and then they're going to try to speak doubt and unbelief and other things will happen. All hell will break loose, you know, so sometimes you start, and then you start, you start having opposition, you know. And then you have all of a sudden two other uh, offers on the table. Well, I just remove them off, off, off the table in the name of Jesus. I wipe the slate. There's no other offer on the table. There's only one offer. It's the Lord's offer. So, the other one is an Indian grocery store. Everything from India. No, I canceled that from India. No, absolutely not. No, we're putting the church there in Jesus' name. No, ain't going to be no Indian grocery store. Please. It's going to smell like curry in there my lord we want the sweet fragrance of jesus (laughs) and if you're indian you like indian food i mean that's good i'm not a very much of a curry person but you know but I'm, i'm just talking about you know that's that's we anointed that place already for the church amen no indian grocery stores going in there we remove that offer off the table because why be overcome by our faith so Am I surprised? No. Yeah. You know, things move smoothly and then things start to go wrong. No, you got you to gotta, you gotta move obstacles off or out of the way by faith. Be thou removed in the name of Jesus. Be thou cast into the sea. That's the prayer of faith. So you got to be in faith. Especially if you want to prosper, you're going to have to be in faith. You have to have the power of God to break through because the enemy controls Most of the financial system and the structures that have been created, it's all by design for a few elite to control all the wealth and for people just to get little crumbs. Licking crumbs off of the master's table like dogs because they think that they're the money masters. Absolutely not. We're going to overturn that table in the name of Jesus. Jesus stepped in and overturned their tables because we have power and you have to have power. It is he who gives you power to create wealth. You have to have power to really break through because, I mean, I mean, just think about this. Let's say you have $100 million. Where are you going to put it? You can't even carry more than $10,000 in cash on you anymore. They're trying to limit everything. They're trying to limit the flow. And now we're dealing with a whole thing of socialism trying to come in. I mean, 52% of millennials now, they want socialism. You know why? Because they've been indoctrinated over the next, last 20, 30 years with this liberal stuff that have been indoctrinated through education and media, And they want socialism to come in and they don't even believe America is the greatest country on earth you know why because you got this this mainstream media you got this education it constantly runs America down my Lord we need to take them we need to ship them over to some third world countries and put them in a little shack for about a week they'll be crying to come home they have no clue I just came from Turkey when I went to Turkey uh, three weeks ago one one dollar was four point seven lira on Friday just within two and a half weeks they had a major economic crash last week 7.5 lira to one dollar people's income is half all of a sudden in two weeks time major cra- major crash the biggest one since 2001 there's a shaking going on and the Lord gave my wife a dream a couple of couple of years ago that people will be just trying to buy one tomato and they were gonna have a lot of cash in their hands just trying to buy one tomato and then people would be like Ten people will be trying to grab one tomato. She had that dream. So, I mean, hey, what do you do? What do you do when you live? We've lived through that kind of stuff. I remember as a kid, my dad had to, we, we could only get gas on Wednesdays. and I kind of So he had to go in line just to get like five gallons of gas in the 70s because we had so much economic turmoil. You had to have coupons to get loaf of bread. And then we ended up in 1981 with a, a military coup chaos i mean curfew martial law that's what they want to do here in america create a civil war so there'll be a martial law there'll be control i bind that in jesus name i take authority of that foul spirit in the name of jesus that wants to come and take prosperity out of, out of the hands of god's people because god's not a socialist he doesn't take from the from the one with the 10 talents and give it to the one with the one talent that hasn't done anything He wants us to be fruitful. God knows who to invest in. He invests in people who have faith, who want to do things for the kingdom of God, who want to bear fruit. And when you are fruitful, I guarantee you, God's going to keep investing in you. God's going to keep blessing you. God's going to keep using you. When you've been faithful with the little, he's going to make you ruler over much. So there's this wicked agendas behind the scenes, and it's really about control again. It's really about control it's really about stripping people off of their wealth and just putting in the hands of the few again and all those people out there who think that they're gonna get free education free health care all that nothing is for free nothing is for free go to Denmark the most taxed country in the world up to 85 percent tax you cannot even be a millionaire anymore all the wealthy people are leaving Denmark they're all leaving why because of the system that's been created And they want to bring that here in america absolutely not it's totally against the bible because god wants his people his children to prosper and he wants us to be fruitful and he's going to give us creative ideas he's going to give us witty inventions he's going to anoint us amen to rise up and he's going to anoint us to become people that are powerful not just only in the the anointing supernatural but also in the natural with the resources Because it takes both to get the job done. There are two legs of the kingdom. There's the natural, which is the finances. You need that to preach the gospel. And then there's the supernatural, which is the anointing to set the captives free. But you need both. You need both. And the enemy tries to cut off the leg on one side by bringing people into this poverty mentality and just his limitations and hindrances. And then he tries to cut off the other leg by taking the anointing and the power of God out of the church where everything's done out of the natural. Well, then it's just we have an intellectual gospel. Gospels just become some nice little story, and now most people don't even believe that. And you go through the theological cemeteries, I mean seminaries of America, people are denying the virgin birth, denying the power of God, denying the gifts of the Spirit, denying healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. Well, what else do you have? It's like a horse with no legs. The gospel with no power is no gospel at all. Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Amen. So we, we cannot remove the power out of the gospel. And it becomes a gas pill. A placebo. just a feel-good thing. People go do a little one-hour thing on a Sunday morning and just kind of a little feel good like they've done, done, done their little religious duty. And they ease their conscience and then go live like the devil the rest of the week because they have no power to overcome. They have no power to really step up to a higher level and be all that God's called them to be because they're not being equipped. We've got to get people equipped with the word, with the anointing. They've got to discover their callings, their giftings, and they are got to have faith to step up and begin to do things and break through and fulfill the plan and purpose of God for their lives. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? Amen. The fifth law of prosperity. To be unafraid... In launching out into new ventures and to make the best of your opportunities, redeeming the do- time because the days are evil. Launch out to the deep, step out of the boat by faith. You know, you gotta have you gotta be fearless. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, He's giving you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Fearless. Oh, when we can have fearless believers. <laughs> My Lord, they'll run through a troop and leap over a wall. Got to have all fear just stripped off of you. Fearless living. Absolutely fearless living. Now watch and see how you have this supernatural faith that will move mountains, shut the mouths of lions, see supernatural provision. When you're fearless, so you got to have no fear, and you got to be able to step out. How many people, they feel that God's calling them to certain things, but they they don't step out? Because fear holds them back. What does the word say? If you draw back in fear, I'll have no pleasure in you. So, what gives God pleasure? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So, faith pleases God. And when faith pleases God, and when God is pleased with you, the Bible says, if God... pleased with you he makes even your enemies to have peace with you hallelujah he'll set a table for you in the presence of your enemies you'll just you'll just sit and eat while they're watching you gnashing their teeth they can't even do anything (laughs) hallelujah i'm just eating (laughs) praise god praise god praise god why because the lord is for me he's about me as a wall of fire the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and please him so amen so fearless living being unafraid of launching out into new ventures and to make the best of your opportunities don't waste your opportunities when opportunity comes when the lord places an opportunity in front of you you got to take it hallelujah when god opens the door for you you better step through it and don't just sit there wait don't go checking with everybody don't post it on facebook to see hey uh, this is what i feel like god's speaking to me to tell me what you think. That's like the worst thing you can do. You'll never see me posting a prayer request on Facebook. Because I'll get a bunch of amens from people who didn't even pray. Or TP. TP. What is that? Toilet paper? <laughs> thoughts and prayers? Thoughts and prayers. Whatever. I don't need your thoughts and I don't really need your prayers because I don't think you even know how to pray. I'll do the praying. I'll do the praying. Amen first first week we started this church a lady showed up said god sent me here to pray for you if i don't pray your ministry will not make it here i said what so you will fail fail if i don't pray and she was just a jezebel trying to manipulate me control i said absolutely not where were you before i've been doing ministry for 22 years i've gone to places where the demons try to kill me and had gun put to my head you weren't there praying for me i made it because i'm gonna make it because i i walk by faith and God's called me, and I'm not going to live out of fear. And don't come try to put fear on me. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? And she wanted to be in the room over there praying for me the whole time. So I no, I said, no, I said, you're going to come out here and sit and hear, hear the word. No, I already know the word. No, I don't think you know the word. If you knew the word, you wouldn't be talking to me like this. People are crazy, man. And they go from church to church until they find someone they can manipulate and intimidate absolutely not i'm not having jezebel praying in the back room for me my lord <laughs> if i don't pray for you your ministry will not make it here really you better pray for your marriage because it's about to fall apart there it was total mess and the husband was crying because she was manipulating and controlling him too Anyways, just throw that one out for free. That was bonus. I won't charge for that one. No, fearless living. I'm here because God sent me, and we stepped out by faith. Sixteen months ago, my wife and daughter, we came here with seven suitcases to a city I only saw in my dream. So how about that? But it wasn't just some pizza revelation dream either. It wasn't because I had too much hot sauce on my tacos and I had a crazy dream in the middle of the night no we had been praying for a long time because we felt the stirring of the Lord and we had confirmation from our pastors and 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 I mean I was we were released I mean there's a lot lot of things that go into it it wasn't just some whim so I mean again you know so there's a lot of things that went into it but we knew that God had called us and we stepped out in faith leaving an established church of 18 years behind well i mean you know we didn't leave it totally but we still oversee a lot of the work but we have people there and the enemy tries to stir up stuff last week he was trying to stir up strife and uh, with the staff there every time i leave the the week i come back something's going on just like that i'm telling you i just laugh i got a call i said i was just laughing i said what happened this time i was laughing i'm not moved by what the enemy does he'll try to find the weak link and stir up strife take authority over it you got to deal with it you cannot tolerate strife in your life amen nip it in the bud take authority over that spirit of strife because it'll stop you it'll hinder your faith take authority over it in the name of Jesus I will not tolerate it absolutely no hallelujah is this helping anybody here tonight that was just number five we're halfway through you want to hear the other five okay (laughs) the sixth law of prosperity To follow certain business principles and biblical life and relationship principles found in Scripture. Let me give you a couple of uh, three different areas. Go with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. So I'll read quite a bit here. Romans chapter 12, 9 through 21. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. We've got to develop a culture of honor. We've got to develop a culture of honor in our homes, in our churches, in our businesses. A culture of honor. But number one, we honor God. Number two, we honor authority. Number three, we honor one another. Because when there's an, a culture of honor, the blessing of God just flows i'm telling you we've got to develop a culture of honor we got to honor the anointing we got to honor god's word we got to honor spiritual authority people that are actually anointed and really serving the lord we got to honor one another when we develop that culture of honor i'm telling you something supernatural and special begins to happen so important hallelujah in honor giving preference to one another not lagging in diligence so you got to be diligent there's nothing like hard work Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. That means being generous, having a spirit of generosity. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. That means there's got to be unity cannot be two visions two visions is what division There's got to be one vision number one you gotta be you know you can't be fighting with yourself <laughs> amen you gotta get your mind and your spirit in you know aligned and then the word of god has to be in your heart and in your mouth you can't be believing one thing and speaking something else so make sure that you got your life in unity you're not divided in yourself not being double-minded right was what James say double-minded man can what not receive anything from the Lord why because it's up and down yes and no you cannot be double-minded you got to be single-minded so you that you cannot have division in you okay and then you got to make sure that there's no division in your family in your home then absolutely no division in the church no division in your business anybody that's causing division you got to deal with it quickly unfortunately i've seen too many times people just tolerate division and it just wreaks havoc and it's like it's like cancer it just spreads it's like it's like leaven you you cannot tolerate division you got to deal with it immediately you cannot tolerate uh, strife you got to deal with it immediately amen make sure you don't do that you you deal with that and then be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. So when you prosper, don't get a big head. Money should not change you. Some people, they get, when they get a lot of money, it changes them. But it actually just reveals their heart. So you should be the same, with or without money. Like Paul said, I know the secret. I've been in abundance. I've been in lack. I'm the same person. I just trust God. I know that, you know... He who strengthens me, I can do all things through the Christ who strengthens me. He is my source. Okay, I'm not, I'm not different when I have money. I'm not different when I don't have it. When I'm going through a shipwreck, I'm, I'm the same person of faith. When I'm in a place having big crusades, millions of people getting saved, same thing. If I'm ministering to one person, I'm the same. If I'm ministering to millions, I'm the same, whatever it is. So uh, it's very important. I've had a television ministry now going on 12 years, and I've been very, very careful not to let that affect me. And I've seen other guys got on our TV network in Turkey, and it changed them. They got a big head. Now they're on TV. They, I never even actually watched my programs. I don't even like watching my programs. I don't even like seeing see my cell phone. And then some people are like, oh, I'm on TV. And, and people treat you differently. They come up to you. We had a guy... A couple of weeks ago in turkey he came on he was looking at me like this because he got saved through my tv program he'd never seen me in person i'd never seen him but he knew me and he was like looking at me like this because i've been watching you on television and he reached out to shake my hand i said hey how you doing buddy and i shook his hand he fell out under the power of god boom he came six hours just to, to shake my hand and the and uh, but i don't let that affect me you know some people they put you up on a pedestal because you're on television some people put you up on a pedestal because you're on the pulpit in the pulpit you know Everybody is different, you know, and we're all flesh ultimately, but we all got to crucify the flesh and walk in it, but nobody's perfect. So make sure that we treat one another, amen. Um, Don't get high-minded, but associate with the humble. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Oh, Don't rejoice with evil. Pray for mercy. Always pray for mercy on people have regard for good things in the sight of all men if it is possible as much as it depends on you live peace, peaceably with all men that means you got to be a peacemaker you got to always reconcile never ever stay offended ever never ever ever stay offended it's a trap amen be quick to forgive and be quick to reconcile immediately quickly just deal with it so many people they leave churches offended they go to the next church they stay there two, three months. They're offended again. They go to the next one. That's why they don't prosper. That's why they don't break through. They never reconcile. They don't deal with things. They just run, run from, from things instead of going back to deal with it, you know. And that's very cowardly. I'm sorry. Make sure you deal with things. Love does the hard, hard, hard thing. Love, love takes the, you know, the road less traveled. And it takes a lot of love to go and look at someone that, you've had a problem with and to deal with it but you've got to do it because that's what that's where the breakthrough is gonna be amen so make sure you always deal with things and reconcile never remain offended never leave a place offended always always stay in grace because the Bible says you will come short or be cut off from grace actually if there's a bitter root that springs up in you so grace of God will actually not work in you so there's people out there offended and they expect grace it will not work Because why? Offense means you hold back grace. Forgiveness means you give grace. And when you give grace, you receive more grace. So make sure you're always forgiving. Quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. I am taught my business principles because there's going to be people out there they are probably going to rip you off. You're going to go through bad deals, other things. There are a lot of... Man, I don't know what's happened to America. The America of my my youth my it's changed so much greed out there ah they'll do anything just to make a quick buck and it's 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 a very cutthroat right now and so there's a lot of people crooks swindlers liars cheaters in government in business i mean everywhere my lord so you you know you're walking through some really you know perilous places sometimes you you're surrounded by a pack of wolves and you got, you got to stay, never repay evil with evil. Just always repay evil with good. Forgive, bless those who curse you. Let the Lord vindicate you. He is your vindicator. The Holy Ghost is your advocate. Let him fight your case. And I tell you what, he will bring the victory when you walk in love and forgiveness. And, and you know, I've had things stolen from me. I just turned around and I said, I decided, well, you know what? If I, if I keep saying that this was stolen... I'm always going to remember that, there's, that that person is a thief. So here, here's what I do. I just sow it. I just sow it. You didn't steal from me. I sowed it to you. I blessed you with it. I blessed you. Because if, if every time you remember a thousand bucks was stolen and ten thousand bucks was stolen, you're going to be always thinking about something was taken from you. And that's always a mentality of lack. I'm missing something. Something was taken from me. No, 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 no. I sowed it. I bless that person, and I'm calling back a hundredfold return in Jesus' name. Because if the thief is discovered, you get back sevenfold. If I sow it, I can get a hundredfold. That's a better deal. That's good business. That's better business. I sowed it in Jesus' name. I blessed you. Is there anybody you need to bless right now? Come on, just bless them right now. I bless that person. I sow it, Lord. It's my seed. It's my seed of love. I sow and I call my harvest in Jesus' name. Okay. <laughs> if it's possible, that means you got to do everything you can on your side as far as it depends on you to live peace, peaceably with all men, to make peace, to reconcile. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. <laughs> Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Go with me to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 11 and 12. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. To mind your own business. (laughs) That'll help some people. They're more worried about everybody else's business than theirs. Mind your own business. (laughs) And to work with your own hands. As we commanded you. God will bless the work of your hands. Not the seat of your pants. So get off your blessed assurance and get moving and get busy doing what God's called you to put your hands to the plow. Do something. It's God can only steer a moving ship. A ship that's at the dock tied down can't be, can't be steered. Get moving and then God can steer you in the right direction. Even if you're off a little bit, he'll give you the corrections. That you may walk properly toward those who are outside that you may lack nothing. Amen. So especially in as a Christian, be a good example. Be a good witness. Don't blow your witness out there. You don't have to lie and cheat to make a profit and choose to make less of a profit for the sake of being honest. You know, it's totally opposite to the world. And the Lord will repay you. The Lord will bless you for it. And watch and see. Sometimes I've had situations where a deal came and somebody actually took the deal from me or whatever. And then, uh, but, you know, the Lord brought it back. The Lord brought it back. I had a ministry steal a project from me. And the Lord brought it back. So, <laughs> so don't think it doesn't happen in ministry. <laughs> I had to I have to deal with a situation. Now. Another ministry was trying to take my staff member behind my back, off made him a deal without even going through us. So unethical. It happens even in ministry. For two three months they've been talking to one of my staff members. Made him an offer. Didn't even go through me. And then gave the guy how he should handle the deal. He coming to me to tell, uh, this is how I'm going to do it. I said, absolutely not. You don't call the shots. I call the shots. You don't tell me how this is going to go down. You know, it's just crazy. But hey, it's pretty cutthroat out there. Even in ministry, there's a lot of unethical people out there. Some of these people, I wonder if they ever took an ethics class. We have one in the school of ministry. It will be a really good one. My Lord. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Do you see a man who excels in his work? Excel. That's where we get the word excellent. You've got to have a spirit of excellence in everything you do. Don't ever think anything's too small. You may be just cleaning toilets in church. You may be just doing ushering. You may be just greeting people. Do it with a spirit of excellence. Whatever you do, you do it with a spirit of excellence. Excel. Do you see a man who excels in his work? That means he has a spirit of excellence. Whatever you do, it might be the simplest thing. Have a spirit of excellence. Watch and see how the Lord will bless you and promote you. Do everything with a spirit of excellence. Do everything with joy. You know, when they ask you to walk one mile, you walk two miles. Give, don't give hundred percent, give two hundred percent. Excel in what you do. Have a spirit of excellence, especially in the little things. Because this is the, the little foxes that spoil the vine. Don't overlook the small things. Don't think that's oh, just small. You're walking and you see a little piece of paper, pick it up and go put it in the trash. No, I'm serious. Don't say, ah, look, they didn't clean help clean. I'm just saying it's little things. It's the little things. And don't take things of little value either. You know, don't take things. Nobody will miss it. I can just take this. I can take that. It's just something small. It's only two, three bucks. The Lord sees it. The Lord sees it. Don't ever take things of small value because if you take things of small value now, you'll end up taking things of bigger value later. And that's how all the little compromises start, even in ministry. I'm so, I, don't, I will not touch the Lord's money. I'm telling you right now. I have the fear of God in me. I'm not going to hell over a little thing. And then, but people start taking, well, they take 100 bucks here. Then it becomes 1,000 bucks. Then it's 10,000 bucks. And then they end up in prison and bring reproach on the body of Christ. And we hear about the scandals that happen, right? I'm telling you right now. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings, and he will not stand before unknown men hallelujah you want to stand before kings do everything with excellence pursue excellence in your life seventh law seventh law of prosperity to obey the golden rule you know the golden rule right what is the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you live with by the golden rule treat others as you would like to be treated Speak to others as you would like them to speak to you. Amen. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others with the honor and the respect you expect. And carry yourself with honor and respect. Respect yourself. Amen. Honor God's word in your life. Eighth law of prosperity to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, let's qualify that. What is the kingdom of God? Well, kingdom of God. The word is basileo, which is dominion and rulership, kingship. So, the kingdom of God is God's dominion. Seeking to walk under God's authority, under God's dominion, submitting to him, then you'll be able to resist the devil. See, a lot of people, they're trying to resist the devil, but they're not submitting to God. If you're not submitted to God you can't resist the devil he'll run amok in your life submit to God and resist the devil he'll flee from you walk walk under God's authority submit to the word submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit seeking first the kingdom of God in your life and then kingdom purposes like I was talking about attach a kingdom purpose to your life to your business attach a kingdom purpose to everything you do make sure that it's about the kingdom be a kingdom builder you are building God's kingdom. You're not building your own little castle. But you're building God's kingdom. Amen. And then seeking righteousness. Now we have righteousness that it comes as a free gift. I've been speaking on righteousness here for a couple of weeks now. Righteousness is a free gift. We, we, we become the righteousness of God in Christ. So that is positional righteousness that comes as a gift. Then there is the fruits of righteousness. Which means we are... Working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We are actually staying in our righteousness. We are actually protecting the righteousness of God that's upon our lives. And we are producing fruits of righteousness. Okay? So seeking you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all of these things obviously will be added to you. The ninth law of prosperity. Giving to others. If you succeed in giving, you will succeed in receiving. Having a spirit of generosity, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, right? Give, and it shall be given unto you, right? Actually, it says, give, and man shall give to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You remember the bosom? The word for bosom? Can I have one of those cloths? So, Okay now doesn't necessarily work here in america but i mean it, it is because now guys are wearing skirts that's another <laughs> they're so confused but but if but if <laughs> don't call me he or she call me day those people how many are there <laughs> many demons we need to cast those out okay but the word for bosom is this, okay? I mean, if you go to Middle East Africa, obviously they, they still have these, you know, long things that's like a dress that man wear. But the bosom is this. So given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It shall be poured into your bosom. So this is how they carry things. They went shopping, give me some tomatoes, give me some, you know, whatever, a pound of potatoes whatever so that, that means your bosom is always going to be full overflowing provision you're never going to lack for provision amen you're never going to come home empty empty-handed your bosom is always going to be full that's the actual greek word there for bosom and you know so <laughs> okay you got me But I'm not confused about my gender. I am a man. Okay, there's no question about that. (laughs) So, whatever you measure out is going to be measured back to you. So, be careful what you measure out. Be careful what you sow also with your words and with your actions. Having a spirit of generosity. And finally, the 10th law of prosperity. 10th law of prosperity. To honor the Lord. To honor the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So honoring the Lord with your possessions. Honoring the Lord. The Amplified says honoring the Lord Let's look at that. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors. That's important too. Not unrighteous labors. I actually had a drug dealer uh, try to bring money to the church. He wanted to tithe off of his drug deals. I, I kid you not. Yeah. I said no. That's, and the guy actually was expecting that he could tithe from his, his dirty money and be blessed. People are crazy. Honour the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labours, and with the first fruits of all your income. So that's we—that's when the whole concept of tithing comes. It's the first ten percent, not the last ten percent. It's not the leftovers. It's the first fruits of all, of all your income. Honouring the Lord with the tithe, honouring the Lord with the first fruits of the increase, honouring the Lord, uh, sowing seed, bringing offerings unto the Lord to honour that's how we honor the lord we honor the lord by honoring his work we honor the lord by honoring his church we honor the lord by sowing into the gospel and you know partnering with the work of the kingdom by sowing and by giving because ultimately that's how there's going to be food in his house which is spiritual food and then of course he will open the windows of heaven pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats will be overflowing with new wine. And there's the two, again, the two sides. There's the storage places being filled with plenty, which is the natural provision, and then the overflowing of the new wine, which is a type of the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. So not only the natural resources will come, the natural power, and there's also the supernatural power that will be flowing in your life when you live a life of honor. Honoring and giving, and then being generous towards one another, Um, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen.